Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Deanna Minnick. Welcome to the Color Can Heal Your Life podcast, where we explore how you can get some more color, creativity, and healing in your everyday life. We get to look at the spectrum of eating, living, feeling, and creating that you're all about. So let's dive into the inspiration and information rainbow that awaits us. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Deanna. Welcome to the podcast. Good to have you here. And today I want to talk about something that, gosh, you know, eating is a pervasive act. We all need to do it. And it's something that I have, in fact, done a lot of personal growth through uh, is, is through my eating path because I had a number of issues when I was growing up that were all around a lot of restriction. And so being told that I couldn't eat certain things and I could only eat certain foods prepared in certain ways and couldn't have sugar. My mom didn't own a microwave. You know, we had certain rules around food and eating. And so, you know, it led me, I believe, to a number of different explorations with food. And some of these were, we might say that they were dysfunctional because a lot of it was overeating, binging, emotional eating. I binged especially on on sugar, sweets, cookies, uh, candy. Candy was a big one. In fact, I would save up my allowance and also the money that I would make from a small newspaper route that I had just to splurge at the corner store and buy a bunch of colorful candy. And I'd eat it. I'd eat it away from home. I'd eat it in secret. And so I think that experiencing all of that at the level that I did really put me in tune with food from a different angle, from an emotional perspective as well as what my thoughts were about food, how my body was responding to food. And in, in this whole period of where I was doing lots of binging, secretive eating, and uh, really taking in a lot of sugary foods, I started to to develop symptoms in my body. So I had a number of gut issues. My skin was really bad. Um, I even went on some pharmaceuticals. I went on antibiotics. I went on a specialty drug for acne. Uh, You know, to me, it was scarring. It was emotionally scarring. And I didn't really... I wasn't able to, in the swirl of everything going on when you're a teenager, I wasn't able to get perspective and find my way out of this. So when I was uh, in my 20s and went to study science, I went to study biology and I was also really intrigued with English literature, philosophy, world religions. I started to realize that, gosh, there's more than science. Science is really important, but we need to bring in spirituality. We need to bring in other ways to grow in not just our body but our mind and our spirit and so my relationship with food and eating was changing even though I was at college I I, you know I got to make my own food choices I wasn't limited to what I had to eat at home anymore so I'd have to go up to the grocery store make purchases I'd have to prepare food sometimes I'd eat out of the university cafeteria and I still wasn't eating very well quite honestly I, I really You know, I wanted something from the outside that had nothing to do with food to help me and heal me of all of the dysphoria, the mood disorders, what was going on for me with my reproductive organs and endometriosis, the really bad PMS I had, the irritable bowel syndrome I had, my poor skin, 
and just feeling really out of sorts. Have you ever just felt like where you, you just feel like, can somebody just push the reset button? Because I just feel so out of it and I really just want to get back to myself. It was really this feeling of I want to get back to myself. And so throughout my 20s, I and after I finished college, I went on to study nutrition, believe it or not. And that was a really, um, it's kind of like, how did I go from being polarized to all things food and things healthy to deciding to completely immerse myself for a huge chunk of my life and go and study it? I think I was perplexed. I I was so desperate and looking for solutions and I felt like, you know what, I don't want to be taking a bunch of antibiotics all my life. I don't want to take painkillers every month to quell the immense cramps that I'm, I'm getting, the immense bleeding, all the issues associated with endometriosis. There has to be a better way and maybe my mom was right and so I went on to study nutrition. I went to graduate school. I did my master's in nutrition and then I did my PhD in nutrition and now looking back I can even say that I still wasn't really eating very well and I really I was still taking a very heady approach to eating trying to reverse engineer and use my mind to catapult me into ways of thinking about food and using the science in order to figure out what was best and you know that worked to a certain extent but I was starting to get the idea that you know what science can only take me so far even when I'm applying it to nutrition so I started looking at other things and I started to explore other modalities more or less to help me with the symptoms I was having every month and every day, every week. And I, it really opened my eye. You know, I, I took the scientific method into a number of different spiritual holistic modalities. You know, things like chiropractic. I did things like uh, naturopathic medicine. I explored herbs. I looked into flower essences. I looked into a whole host of personal care products and really got into things that were more healthy. So I expanded my horizons and I would say that I did start to portal into other things that made me realize that food is just not about following a certain diet. It's not just in the head. It's not just saying what's what this diet is on paper and let me just follow it to the letter. There's something more here. And so what I did was I began to apply this whole idea of the body, looking at emotions, looking at the mind, looking at the spirit, looking at really the whole self and taking that into the eating experience. And I feel like that helped me immensely. Like that was the missing link. The missing link was to bring my whole self in, not just my head, not just my heart, not just my intuition, not just my sense of instinct, not just my thoughts about a food. I really needed to integrate And I think that so many of us are fragmented. You know, I did some work with a Native American woman some years ago, and I studied with her under her tutelage for about two years. And one of the things I learned in that tradition of the Native American spirituality is that some of us can have a sense of fragmentation where we don't feel whole. It's kind of like we move through the motions, we're kind of physically connected but we're not 100% here and maybe we've lost parts of ourselves in trauma through grief through intense emotions different life experiences and we haven't really brought them all back 
And so that's how she framed it up. And there were different techniques in order to get people all back. And some of those techniques uh, connect into what she would refer to as a soul retrieval, really bringing back the sense of soul, the sense of a person's essence, the thing that animates us in our physical body. And how does that bringing that in, looking at the trauma, looking at the imprint, looking at the timeline. She didn't do it in a very logical way. A lot of it was very archetypal, very right brain, very ritualistic, doing different modalities in order to shake things up, which I found very beautiful. And even still, I bring a number of these things into my teachings and workshops and retreats today. So when I'm really working with people to um, assess their relationship with food and eating I look at the place that they're coming from and some of you are coming from a pure bodily perspective it's kind of like you're you're connected in and you're you're sensing how your body feels after you eat certain things and you're like oh I just got really full and bloated after eating that I'm not going to eat that again or at least I know that if I do eat it again I may have the same symptom again like you're really bodily connected and I think that that's really important because not a lot of people are bodily connected. They'll quickly recognize that they had a bodily symptom in response to a food, but there really isn't any course correct or any shifting of decisions from that point on. And then most people, I would say, and I would put myself in this camp from my early days in my 20s and 30s, take a head approach. It's a pure head approach of saying, okay, I'm going to read the latest literature. I'm going to read the latest diet books. I'm going to follow the latest diet experts and food experts. I'm going to hear what they're saying because they probably have the one true path that I need to be following. You know, I tried so many different diets for that very reason. And actually, I'm quite glad that I did do that. I'm glad that I was a vegan at some point. I'm glad that I was a vegetarian. I'm glad that I ate meat. And so I can understand what it's like to really connect into each of these ways of eating because there's more that goes on with eating than just the food itself. Food is a conduit to our personal growth, to who we are, to our relationship with the planet, to our relationship with ourselves, with each other, with the cosmos. So there's so much more going on there and every time we change our way of eating and tune into that, it's changing our relationship with ourselves. So one of the things I like to say is to eat with your whole self. To eat with your whole self. What does that mean? That means you bring all of yourself to the eating experience. It's not just your intuition. You know, there's a lot of talk out there about intuitive eating. And to me, it's it's a piece of it, but it's not the whole of it. It's really missing the whole of it. Just like intellectualized eating is a piece of it, but it's not the whole of it. They can each be honored for what they bring to the table, (laughs) literally and metaphorically, but they're not the be-all and end-all, at least not in my, my opinion and in my experience and my purview of working with people for decades. I really do think we gotta, we, we've got to bring our, our whole self into it. So let me describe what I mean when I say the whole self, because you may be thinking, well, what is the whole self then? <laughs> I thought I was my whole self every time I was eating. Well, you may be, but the way that I see the whole self is that we have at least seven different significant aspects to who we are as people. And this is based in ancient tradition, and it's something that I've adopted as my educational operating system. 
So first and foremost, there is a sense of our physical body, being in tune with our physical body. What is our sensation in our physical body when we eat something? Does it feel good? Does it feel off? Do we have symptoms? Do we feel satisfied? Do we feel hungry? What's our sense in our bodies? So in having a sense of remembering too. So if we've had previous instance with that food what was that like in the body the body remembers the body is really smart about forming that epigenetic memory so bringing our body to the experience that's first and foremost secondly bringing our emotions what do we feel about this food is this food connecting into a certain feeling that we're not expressing or does that food connect to a feeling of joy that is based on a memory of when we ate that food when we were growing up? What is the feeling? What is the feeling we get? And there may be an incongruence between our body and what our body knows to be true about how we connect with that food and our emotions. Our emotions may be saying, oh, I love the chocolate. My body might be saying, oh no, please don't do chocolate again. You know how you had itchy skin after you ate chocolate and after you had that cocoa drink? Why would you want to put me through that again? So bringing your emotions to the table to see what your emotional feeling is on that. And I think it's valid. You know, I I really do think even though I'm a, a, you know, a previous emotional eater, I look at my emotions as messengers. It's kind of like, what is that emotion telling me more symbolically? So if I have a lot of joy about a certain food, does it necessarily mean that I need to act on that? Or do I need to go deeper and explore, like, wow, I have so much joy about chocolate. And by the way, this is a real example. (laughs) There is something about chocolate. Um, I just have a fascination with it, with cocoa and chocolate and cacao nibs and ooh, just all of it. And so, but I also know from my body's perspective, not so good to be doing that all the time and so I have to kind of weigh it like okay how do I get joy in other ways that don't involve delving into a cocoa smoothie every day what does that look like so honoring the emotions not being afraid of the emotions I think so many people when it comes to food and eating they're afraid of their emotions and bringing that in because they feel like oh my gosh it's just going to let everything loose and I'm just going to start eating everything I really feel like our emotions are incredible messengers and they need to be heard And if they're not heard, then we squelch them, we tend to stuff them down, try to quell them with food. It can almost backfire. At least I know for me it did. The third part of us that needs to be brought into the food and eating experience is our sense of thinking, our mental self, how we intellectualize and what are our thoughts. Because my, let's just go with that chocolate example, my thoughts about food are yeah, you know, I know of all of the benefits of all of the polyphenols in cocoa. My mind can definitely take me down a track of knowing the science, knowing the intellect of what that food represents, and I can easily find it online. And then I can also be thinking about my upbringing and how just thinking back to situations where chocolate may have been introduced So, and then connecting that into my emotions. You know, the emotions and the thoughts are kind of like a duo. 
they work together in some ways. And so when we have an emotion, many times we'll have a thought about the emotion and then it's the thoughts that kind of take over from there. And then we have this life that's been given to a quick emotion that we had and we continue to keep it as a live wire through that continued thought process. So looking at our thoughts about a food and it may make sense to look at you know, what are our thoughts when we're craving a certain food or what are my thoughts about this food right now? The, the next part is um, really bringing a sense of our heart into the experience. Is eating this particular food a sense of self-love that we have for ourselves? That's, that's redundant, right? Self-love. <laughs> so how does eating this food expand me? How does it open me up to nourishing more of myself? Can I really come from this place and say that, yeah, it feels really good to have chocolate. I'm really nourishing myself at a deep level by having it. Well, most times, in all honesty and to be truthful, the answer would be no. And that brings in the next part, which is all about our truth and how we bring our truth telling into the food and eating experience. And so when we are honest with ourselves, we need to bring honesty into the food and eating experience. Because if we work from a, an illusion, a shield of pretense, we'll never get the most connected answers that correspond directly to being in alignment with our true whole selves. So we've got to bring honesty in. We need to really check things out with that sense of, okay, let's size this up. Let's be honest. Because I, my thoughts could kind of pony around and I can circle myself with lots of thoughts and convincing statements about me eating some chocolate. However, if I really tune in and say, am I really nourishing myself by having this? Like, let me just look into my heart. And bringing that sense of honesty, like, you know what? It's not. I've had way too much of it. And if I have any more, my body may respond. So really being honest with ourselves. And I would say that, um, you know, intuition is, is another thing to bring into eating. We hear a lot about intuitive eating, and I don't think a lot of people know what that means exactly in different organizations and people have different definitions of what it means. And oftentimes it's bringing in what I'm talking about as a references to the body. So when I speak about intuition, I'll define it for myself um, and how I teach it and approach it. To me, intuition is the sense of knowing it's a sense of having an experience before and having a sense of knowing derived from our experience. It's kind of like something that you can't really pinpoint as to where it came from originally. It's just kind of like you just kind of know it. And it's kind of syncing up with everything else that we're talking about. It's almost like the sum of many of these things, not completely but many of these things put together. It's like a sum of knowing, like, okay, if I'm really honest with myself, I know that this is not good for me right now. Having this piece of cheesecake is really gonna take me down a different path that I had intended. And then finally, what I would ask as part of bringing in the whole self and the eating experience is, does eating this food connect me to all of life? 
in great, purposeful, meaningful ways? Does it connect me to all of life? Is it something that I would consider meaningful, purposeful, spiritual? Am I seeing the whole of the universe in this food? Like, like when I sit down to, um, goodness, like just eating an apple or eating a plant in some way, uh, for some reason I, I feel such a sense of connection. I feel like, wow, biting into this apple really gives me the sense of wholeness with nature because I can imagine the tree that it grew on. I can imagine the sun, I can imagine the stars, I can imagine the moon, I can imagine how that apple went from a little white flower into a big gala apple that I'm now biting into. Like, it connects me. And I like that sense of connection. It's it's a really beautiful, kind of like a soulful connection. So really bringing our sense of soul to the eating experience is... I feel like essential. It's one of the missing pieces. It's one of the things that people don't recognize to that same extent. So let me uh, summarize for you. <laughs> um, this is uh, going into seven different things, seven different ways to eat with the whole self and really bringing the composite, the sum of all of those things into every eating choice, every eating experience and finding more of yourself uh, in that whole state versus the fragmented state. And again, I, I feel like when we follow a diet, when we just focus on narrow definitions of ways to eat, we're missing the general complexity of the full breadth of what it means to eat with the whole self, bringing your whole self into it, the sense of your body, the sense of emotions, your thought patterns, whether or not it's nourishing for you at the heart level. How about your honesty, what you really know to be true your sense of intuition and that knowingness as well as whether or not that food is connecting you to something meaningful and purposeful like can you stand behind it can it really say something about who you are and I think if we took these seven aspects into everything that we did in life even beyond eating we'd have a very different more colorful life experience so I hope this helps. I hope it gives you a different framework into your lens with food and eating. And maybe you just try out each of these individually to see how it feels. What does it feel like to bring your thoughts to the eating experience? What does it feel like to bring your heart into the eating experience? What does it feel like to bring your sense of honesty to that sense of knowing? You know, what does it all look like? And then wrapping all of this together into a full-fledged experience with truly your whole self. Thanks for listening, everybody, and would love your comments. Please feel free to do so. Leave a comment, and I'll read them. Take care. Nourish your whole self. Bye.